You are live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here in studio with Andy Barrar. We're broadcasting live across Canada on the Chorus Radio Network. Of course, you can also listen to us anytime online at getconnectedmedia.com or through the Chorus Radio app for your iPhone or Android. Today's show, we've uh, themed it. We're going to do the connected home. So we're uh, going to explore all the different types of things you can do to make your house uh, more connected uh, with all these new devices out there and the uh, Internet as well. Our first guest uh, is going to help us understand some of the devices that you can actually uh, your house. His name is Sean Miller. He joins us uh, from Belkin. He's a senior product manager there. Thanks for coming on the show, Sean. Thanks. It's a pleasure to be here, Mike. So I, I got to say, I love... I love the Belkin Wemo uh, line of, uh, of products. I actually uh, got a few of these things uh, in my house. Uh, uh, maybe you can just give uh, our listeners kind of uh, an overview of what Wemo is about. Right. So Wemo is the connected home line of products uh, from Belkin. And what Wemo aims to simplify their lives by bringing switches and outlets that they can put in their home and automate uh, basic tasks uh, and add a certain basic level of security. And uh, let's let's talk about some of the things that uh, you can actually connect. Uh, like I, I use, uh, I think, a Belkin Wemo camera, uh, Wi-Fi camera, for example. Uh, I really love the uh, the, the wall adapters uh, as well. These are little guys you can plug into your wall adapter and, and, and basically kind of add smartness to many different devices, especially things like uh, lamps. That's correct. So our wall adapters or plugs uh, are really great because they're versatile. Um, you can plug essentially anything with a power plug into them and add basic on-off functionality. Uh, lamps do tend to be uh, the one of the highest-used products, um, whether it be for just convenience. People don't like coming home to a, a dark home or, say, when the nights start getting darker earlier uh, as a sort of form of basic security or when they're out on vacation. But you also see people plug in small appliances like fans, window air conditioners, and heaters because it allows them to, again, uh, control comfort in their lives so they can have the heater or air conditioner come on only when they're heading home from work and not, say, running all day and consuming electricity when they're not there. So you make a great point because I'm actually one of those people that, that do that because when I'm at work, I don't like to keep my, my house warm because uh, I'm wasting money, but I don't like to come home to a cold room. So what I've done is I hooked one of these Wemo um, switches to, to my, basically it's a portable heater, and then as I'm going on my way home, I can remotely turn it on so that when I arrive, it's nice and warm, but then when I leave in the morning, I can set it so that I can remotely turn it off as well. So it's both saving me money, and it's just kind of cool to be able to do that as well. Oh, yeah, there's a great uh, wow factor, right, to show off to your friends uh, how cool and smart your home is because you can sit there and hit a button on your phone. Um, <laughs> some also cool things, uh, if you guys, we also recently announced working with um, Nest and uh, the Amazon Echo. So things like Nest, knowing where I'm at, now you don't even have to open the phone up and hit a button. Nest can simply tell your Wemos, hey, you're on the way home. You've just crossed this boundary that says you're so far from home. I'm going to tell Wemos you're, you're home and, and start things going. So that could be things like, again, the heater, but if Nest is controlling your HVAC, that may not be as important. Or in the summertime, where maybe it's warm but not quite warm enough for the air conditioner to come on, the Nest could tell your ceiling fans and table fans to turn on and at least slightly cool the house down before you get home. Uh, and then the Echo uh, is really good from the voice control standpoint. Let's say there's something you don't have come on regularly, but you came home and you have a guest over or you want to do some entertaining. It, simply with the power of your voice, you could throw some uh, a command out there and watch your home come to life. Yeah, up in Canada, we're, uh, we 
We haven't got the Amazon Echo yet. I know a lot of people smuggling them yeah. <laughs> over here, uh, but hopefully soon. Uh, and those are amazing devices in themselves. Uh, they're from Amazon. Uh, they've got a few different models, uh, you know, like they have a uh, Bluetooth speaker capability. But the big thing that everyone is really excited about, and you guys have really embraced this, is that uh, it's uh, uh, voice capability. You can actually talk to it. And uh, because you guys have integrated the Wemo line, you could tell it to turn the lights on and off, uh, for, for example, just using your voice when you're in your house. And it's like magic. That's, that's exactly right. You can have it turn lights on. Um, we've seen some fun use cases where parents have uh, light switches in their kids' room controlled by it. And when they're up getting themselves ready, they can nicely tell Echo to uh, you know, go ahead and turn the kids' lights on and start waking them up. So it really, for an average everyday consumer, it really makes the technology much more approachable because it's an easy way for them to interact and control their devices. Speaking of like light switches, you guys actually have Wemo light switches that you can uh, retrofit into your home. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so those are great. Um, they actually fit into a standard receptacle and new standard wiring. So if you've already got, uh, say, a porch light that you would love to have automated, uh, it's as simple as just shutting off your electricity and replacing that, that trip switch. Um, they also fit into multi-switch uh, outlets. Um, so really, really versatility to put almost anywhere you have a normal light switch there and adds a, another layer of aesthetic while the control is the same as the plug-in devices you get the benefit of now being able to control hardwired things so porch lights kitchen lights hallway lights etc and also get the aesthetic benefit of something that's nice and installed right there as opposed to a, a plug that may protrude a little bit from the wall another great product that you have that uh, i just we were looking at the other day was the insight switch now this is if I understand correctly, can actually tell you how much energy a certain device is using. Tell us a little bit about that one as well. Yeah, that's correct. The inside is essentially the upgraded version of our, our wall plugs, and it provides all the same basic on-off and scheduling uh, capabilities as the basic switch, but also actually will tell you actual energy consumption and allows you to input whatever your cost of electricity is in your area so that you can actually see that energy consumption not only in units but also in dollars. So it just adds a whole other layer of granularity to the example we talked about earlier with the heater. I can now set up a rule where my heater will only run not only when I'm on the way home when I hit it, but it could say turn off after I've spent $3 on electricity for the day. And this is kind of great for some areas where they have uh, peak electricity times. So you can actually adjust it so that you, you have certain devices turning on when the electricity is not as expensive. What kind of devices would you typically, uh, outside of heaters, would you also hook up to this Insight uh, plug mount that you guys have? Yeah, so HVAC is, is the biggest one. So window air conditioners and heaters definitely just because the amount of power they draw. Um, some other cases we've seen people put on is, uh, you know, we've seen things like, fish tanks, uh, where someone wanted to say no, that the fish tank was actually drawing uh, electricity because that was their way to make sure the pump was still working, um, or any things like that where you essentially want more than just an on-off control. You sort of want to get a heartbeat or a pulse. The inside gives you that because it shows you real-time energy consumption. You guys also have uh, connected lights uh, as well, and this is kind of uh, an exciting opportunity to uh, really take advantage of lighting in your home and, and being able to control it from your smartphone. That's correct. We do have some, uh, some LED bulbs, I believe, is what you're referring to, correct? Yes. Yes. So we do have those. Those are sort of part of our, our legacy product launch. When uh, three years ago, Connected Home was a young and fledgling industry. We really tried to get a lot of products out there to help start the momentum here. Um, 
you know, as, as you probably look around, you see some other people like Philips Hue have, have entered bulbs or have been in bulbs for a while, but have entered connected bulbs and do a really good job there. Part of us, uh, our focus going forward, as you'll see, is we continue to innovate and dominate in those wall plugs and switches um, and less in, say, bulbs because we feel there's just other people there who do a really good job at it. Lots of bulbs out there. Uh, these, these, um, the Wemo light switches, um, how difficult are they to install? Do I have to get an electrician in, or uh, as long as I turn the power off, I can't really mess it up too much? Uh, as long as you turn the power off, you can't really mess it up too much. Obviously, I'll, I'll premise that. of uh, I was able to install a couple. It took me about 10 minutes for the first one and five minutes for the subsequent ones. But obviously, if you're at all nervous about wiring, please get an electrician. But it follows <laughs> all the same standard co codes and all the same wiring as a standard switch. So it's relatively easy to install. I guess an interesting point is comparing it to what we just talked about bulbs. One of the interesting reasons we really try to focus on switches versus the bulbs themselves is bulbs can have a very interesting Let's call it a niche use case, especially when you add in color, if you want to add you know, ambience to a certain room. But if you're looking at a kitchen that may have eight or ten bulbs overhead, it can get really expensive to replace all those with a connected bulb versus simply adding one switch that then controls all ten of those lights you already have in there and adds the same functionality um, that you're looking for in terms of convenience and lights coming on when you want them to. Yeah, that's true. So we really see that as a, as a core benefit to helping, again, that everyday consumer see the benefits of a connected home. I like the one switch cost as opposed to the ten light bulbs. So I was looking in my home, and you know, I I, I want to look at you know getting some of these connected bulbs. But yeah, my kitchen, for example, has a lot of lights. So I'm thinking that is going to cost me a lot of dough. Yep. Yeah, that's definitely a common um, barrier we've seen people if they start to think about connected lighting. Lighting and HVAC are two of the most common uh, use cases that draws people in. And when you look at some of the costs of individual bulbs, versus it can get it can get a little overbearing, so the switch provides a really easy uh, entryway for people to, to add that to their home. Sean, I want to ask a question about security because I, I get this asked a lot of me. Uh, you know, we've got all these connected devices in the home now. Uh, can people hack in and start uh, turning my lights on and off? Uh -huh. So that, uh, very interesting question. Um, yeah, generally speaking, no, right? Our products are Wi-Fi based. Um, you know, we have a, we use. SSIDs and we use security and we essentially rely on the security of your your router um, and since most people have become comfortable with that and routers continue to evolve in their security you know we feel relatively speaking that it's it's relatively secure right there's always potential for someone who was really intent uh, maybe to find a hole but we think it's a lot more secure and cost-effective than other technologies out there that's true, because I don't know how many hackers just want to turn your heater on and off uh, <laughs> in your yeah. home. I think they have bigger fish to fry. Yeah, you may have a, a practical joke person in your neighborhood or a friend you ticked off recently may want to just message your lights a little bit. But um, we think as long as your network is protected, your Wemos are safe. Well, uh, again, you know, I'm, I'm very excited about, uh, you know, the, the Wemo light switches. Uh, again, I've got uh, one of the Belkin uh, net cams as well. So, you know, whenever I go out uh, traveling or on vacation, uh, it, it's great comfort because I, I can have one of these cameras on inside uh, my home. Uh, I can make sure that uh, everything's secure. And uh, then I can also then uh, turn lights on and off to make it look like uh, You're home. I'm home. Yeah. So uh, it's uh, just amazing how far technology has uh, uh, advanced. Uh, Steve, if, or sorry, Sean, if you don't mind uh, hanging around, I wouldn't mind uh, doing uh, another segment with you uh, talking about uh, IFTTT, if this, then that.
That sounds great. So uh, we'll just get you to uh, hang on the uh, line there, Sean. We've been talking with Sean Miller all about the connected home. Uh, Belkin uh, has the uh, Wemo line, uh, make the, the great uh, light switches and uh, plug adapters uh, that you can basically turn any device into a, a smart device and uh, super easy to set up. I've been using them uh, for a while myself. When we come back from the break, we'll talk about if this, then that. What does that mean? It's a pretty cool uh, concept, and we'll explain uh, how it works. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with Get Connected. Mike and Andy here in studio. Today we're talking about the connected home and uh, the different types of devices that you can uh, hook in. And uh, it's pretty simple nowadays. Well, the best part is you don't have to build the new home. You can retrofit your old home by adding all these different connected devices so that you can control it remotely wherever you are. We still have uh, lots to talk about in the program. Uh, Later on, we'll... uh, be talking about smart TVs. What's the right one to look for? What should you look for in a smart TV? We'll also uh, be talking with our friend Ted Kritsonis. He uh, will explain how you can do your own uh, do-it-yourself home security with Wi-Fi connected cameras. Yeah, a lot of people I know were paying monthly fees for security at the home to have that peace of mind. But now you could do it yourself by just adding a couple of these Wi-Fi enabled cameras. On the line, we still have our friend Sean Miller. He's director of sales over at Belkin. Uh, we talked about their Wemo connected uh, line of products. Uh, thanks again for joining us, Sean. Thanks again, Mike and Andy. Pleasure to be here. So, Sean, I wanted to uh, talk to you about uh, IFTT. How many T's have I got here? IFTTT, if this, then that. Explain to our listeners what that means. Yeah, so IFTTT, or to make it easy, we can just pronounce it as IFT. Uh, IFT is essentially a free service that lets consumers automate um, common tasks between connected devices that may not have a formal working relationship together. So you can go on IFT and see all the different brands of people that work with IFT and allows consumers to essentially create a custom recipe themselves pretty easily that says, if this product does this, then trigger my other product to do something uh, in response to that. So you kind of gave an example in our last segment uh, with like the Nest uh, home thermostat, uh, knowing, um, you know, when you're going to be home uh, or leaving home, and that would trigger, you know, uh, one of your switches to turn the air conditioning on or off. What are some other examples that you've seen? Yeah, so, um, well, the the location before Nest, or even today, if people don't have a Nest, is still one of the strongest ones we've seen on Nest is people setting up a geofence to say, when I get within this area, do this with my Wemo. Um, weather is another common one. Um, so if someone saw a weather event happen and wanted to trigger one of their Wemos to say, you know, run a dehumidifier or maybe run a humidifier if it's just a very hot, dry day, um, are also very pop- popular on Nest. And, and how do they do it? Is there a, a program you guys have that does it? Like, What are the steps to, to kind of get up and started with IFT? Yeah, so to get up and started with IFT, you essentially uh, sign up, create a free account with IFT, uh, and then let's say you have your Wemos at home, and let's pick an example of like a ring doorbell. Um, you could say create an, an IFT recipe that says, IFT ring says my doorbell was pressed, then have this light turn on, maybe a, a little table lamp that's right there by your front door to sort of simulate someone's there and the light comes on and they're able to at least, you know, you can see who's there more easily. Or to turn on a porch light to illuminate who's at your front door better. Um, so you would just literally select that and if you'd say, if we, if Ring does this, then tell my, this we must switch or light switch to turn on. 
It's a great uh, kind of like home automation for security as well. Like that's a great example of something, especially if you're on vacation and somebody's ringing on your doorbell. And that's typically what burglars will do to see if somebody's home. But if a light comes on and maybe someone still doesn't answer, that'll make people afraid and maybe make them go to uh, another house that doesn't have that if then, you know, Wemo products um, initialized. That, that's exactly right. I mean, it's still, you know, it provides that reassurance to someone that someone's home and, and someone who maybe has uh, malintent may go to somewhat something that looks like an easier target. Now, the, the great thing about IFT is that it works with all these different types of devices, and a lot of manufacturers will create these recipes that, that consumers can get at IFT.com. But what if you want to make your own, if you come up with a great uh, idea, can people make their own recipes and share it with other people? They can. Uh, actually, when you go on IFT, you'll see that there's recipes created by a brand. So, for example, you'll see recipes that say by Wemo, but then you'll also see recipes created by users. And people can vote and like on recipes, and you'll see them bubble up. And a lot of the great recipes out there um, have come from users. And, again, we, we look at IFT as really a way to see how technology is shaping and what are, the, what are the trends people are really looking for technology to do um, by looking at the recipes created by users. You know, Sean, I want to thank you so much for all your time uh, that you've uh, spent with us uh, today. Where can people find out more information uh, about some of the Belkin Wemo stuff? Yeah, Wemo.com is our uh, best resource to go learn about our, our products and uh, any questions customers may have. That was Sean Miller, Director of Sales over at Belkin, uh, talking about uh, the Wemo product line. Uh, and again, if you haven't tried these things before, they are awesome. I've got them in my home. I love them, and they were so easy to uh, set up. I'm going to try the actual light switch now, uh, yeah. Andy, because uh, I'm feeling inspired. Well, Maybe yeah. I'll have you over because yeah, you're handy, Yeah, you're not Andy. really good with uh, electricity, so you might want to have me come over uh, and, and install that for you. <laughs> when we come back from the break, we're going to be talking about smart TVs. What are some things you want to look for if uh, you're in the market for one of those? And also, do-it-yourself home security with Wi-Fi connected cameras. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by... Our friends at London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network, back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar. We're talking all about the connected home. We've talked about different uh, devices that you can uh, get in your house, uh, the connected light bulbs, uh, light switches. We'll also be talking about uh, home Wi-Fi cameras as well, so you'll want to stay tuned for that. But right now, want to talk about smart TVs. On the line from LG, we've got uh, Marina Tranvu. Thanks for joining us, Marina. Yeah, no problem. I'm excited to be here. Uh, wanted to get you on the line because you guys make some really cool televisions, uh, and uh, obviously the world is getting more connected and smarter, and that uh, comes down to the televisions. Um, tell us what uh, what kind of cool things uh, TVs can do now, these, these smart TVs. Yeah, I think uh, TVs nowadays, they've gotten really advanced in terms of the technology that's available on them. You've probably heard things such as 4K, which is a new technology in terms of the resolution on TVs. Um, basically, it just delivers to clear picture. You also would have heard um, some more advances within smart televisions. So one of these uh, advances would be uh, now operating systems that are available on televisions. Uh, and with these operating systems, you can get various ones from different uh, different uh, manufacturers, but these operating systems allow you to do a number of really great things uh, with your TV. This includes connecting up to some of your smart appliances, so connecting to your washer or to your dryer or even to your refrigerator. 
um, and also allow you to do really cool things um, that you would otherwise use your phone for, such as browsing the internet, as well as connecting to apps and streaming services just like uh, Netflix. So my TV now knows when my underwear is finished being washed? Uh, it could, especially if it's uh, smart-enabled. Uh, that's that's super, super cool. Um, and you talked about operating systems, which is kind of interesting. Uh, you know, when we, we talk operating systems, you know, we think uh, laptops, computers, smartphones. But uh, like you said, TVs have operating systems now as well. Mm-hmm, yeah. So, for example, uh, for LG, we have an operating system called uh, WebOS. And uh, the current... Uh, software that's on our system is called WebOS 3.0. So it's our latest version of uh, the operating system. And really, again, it can deliver a number of really, really great um, sort of um, features. Things such as Magic Zoom, uh, which is basically allowing you to zoom in on a specific area of your television or a piece of uh, picture, basically. Um, also, it allows you to connect, again, to some smart appliances, so your fridge, your washer, um, alerting you to basically when your food in your oven might be done. Um, and then also, again, some other uh, really cool features, such as connecting maybe to your home network of uh, music or a stereo system. And, and um, you know, how, how difficult is it to, to get into all this functionality now? Like, what, what kind of learning curve is it for, for folks? Well, uh, with each uh, operating system, it can vary uh, in terms of difficulty. Uh, with the LG uh, WebOS operating system, it's really just as easy as connecting to your Wi-Fi network at home, um, inserting a couple, uh, you know, uh, key things such as your name um, and putting in a password, and then you're automatically connected every single time you enter your home. And uh, you know, from what I, you know, I've seen as far as smart TVs, uh, you know, many of them now can download uh, additional programs uh, or apps. Uh, what, what kind of stuff do you have? Uh, so on our uh, WebOS system, uh, we automatically have Netflix that's available on there. We also have Google Play. Um, and one of the great things about our television is uh, we have something that is called uh, Netflix Recommended TV. Um, so we worked with Netflix on this, and basically a Netflix Recommended TV is um, a TV that automatically and uh, very quickly enters into the app um, for uh, Netflix. So Netflix is one of them. Uh, again, there's uh, Google Play. Um, and a number of other uh, streaming services as well. So um, some of your music streaming services that you would normally use. Marina, I know you guys make 4K televisions, and Netflix was really the one that was uh, the first streaming you know, um, provider out there that, that said that they're going to support 4K. Can't your television support 4K streaming on Netflix? Yes, 100%. So this year, uh, not only are we supporting 4K content uh, and some of the new content that's coming out from Netflix, such as Daredevil um, and Marco Polo that's coming out, but uh, in addition, we're also supporting a new piece of technology called HDR and Dolby Vision. So these are just a little bit more advanced technologies that deliver to you a wider range of uh, colors and contrast onto your television. So you're able to now see some of the really uh, nice details in dark scenes that you would have seen on House of Cards or, again, Daredevil and, and Marco Polo. Yeah, and, you know, I actually really encourage uh, the listeners to, you know, if they haven't had a chance to check out, um, you know, HDR technology. I know we hear a lot about 4K, which really has advanced the picture, but, uh, you know, the HDR technology really advances it uh, again. It really is uh, amazing video quality. Yeah, it 
definitely is. And and the most amazing thing about it is um, a lot of these movie studios or, um, you know, filmmakers actually produce uh, and film uh, the content on their video cameras, uh, they film it in HDR and in Dolby Vision. Um, and a lot of times uh, what we've seen in the past is a lot of those details and what they would have wanted you to see um, when they capture it on video gets lost in the translation when you bring it from the video camera over to a television screen. With HDR and Dolby Vision, you're not, you're not losing any of that. You're actually seeing uh, the, the images uh, and the scenery that the filmmakers have captured as it was meant to be seen. What's your favorite uh, thing with, with your smart TV? Um, I think probably my favorite uh, part of uh, the TV would probably be the Magic Mobile Connection. Um, the reason why is er nowadays everyone has a, a phone. Um, it's, it's something that, you know, is worldwide. Um, and one of the great things about Magic Mobile Connection is you get to actually connect your phone up to your TV. So any apps that you have on your TV, any music you want to play um, on your phone, for example, you can actually play it right onto your television. And your television actually doesn't even need to be on for you to even operate some of the music as well. Wow. That's cool. That's super cool. Yeah, it's really, really nice. One thing I, I really like about LG televisions is your controller. It's so easy to operate, especially uh, navigating through WebOS. Tell us, the listeners, uh, a little bit about the controller and how it works with the television. Yeah, so uh, the Magic Remote is something that comes uh, with a lot of our uh, televisions, including our OLEDs as well as our Super UHD TVs. Um, and basically the Magic Remote, uh, one of the coolest features about it is um, it has a cursor on it. So basically there's this little red uh, cursor that appears on your television screen and you can navigate using that just like you would a mouse on um, a computer. Um, and this really allows you to navigate uh, through the menu very, very quickly and allows you to select things a lot uh, more seamlessly than it would be if you were to just use directional buttons on a regular uh, remote. So that's one of the really cool features. Um, also on there, we have the home button, which basically allows you to get out of whatever application you're using at the time. Let's say you're using Netflix, and you can go right onto your home screen and quickly switch to another app, such as Google Play, to, uh, to play your music. So it's really a lot of about um, being easier to use and quicker to use as well. Lots of great stuff. Uh, where can people find out more information uh, about this, Marina? visit our website at lg.com. Um, there's a lot of great information on our new televisions, especially OLED, which we just launched uh, in June, some of our new OLED series. Um, and you can also uh, follow us on Facebook and on Twitter. That was Marina Tran Vu. She is uh, the marketing manager, brand marketing manager over at uh, LG Canada, talking about smart TVs. When we come back from the break, we'll uh, be talking about do-it-yourself home security with Wi-Fi connected cameras. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by our friends at London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike and Andy here in studio. It's uh, been a fun show, the Connected Home Show. I love all these connected devices. I know. If you look at your house and my house, we have so many of them, uh, and just we're going to have more in the future. The next thing I want to talk about uh, would be kind of uh, do-it-yourself home security and, and Wi-Fi connected cameras, and I love this. My wife hates it because <laughs> yes. she doesn't like to have any cameras in the home, and I, you know, rightfully so. But you know, when it comes to security and peace of mind, uh, this is definitely something you want to have a look at. The technology has come so far, and it's so super simple to set these things up. On the line, we've uh, got our friend, uh, good friend, uh, tech journalist and uh, tech expert, Ted Kritzonis. Uh Thanks for joining us, Ted. Thanks a lot, guys. Always a pleasure. 
Uh, always love having you on the, the program here. Uh, let's talk about Wi-Fi connected cameras. Uh, been around for many, many years now, but uh, we're really starting to see some uh, great advancements as far as the quality is concerned and the ease of setup. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. So they 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 definitely gotten smaller in size depending on which unit you're talking about. The quality is getting better. You've got night vision or infrared, so they can see in the dark. Uh, they are easier to set up, easier to manage, and um, easier to just easier to see. I think is is the main thing, and and also easier to detect uh, something, uh, which you know sometimes, uh, which actually is the most important thing because that's really what you want it there for, right? Is you're not home, you it detects movement, it sees something, and it basically alerts you. It sends you a notification telling you, hey, uh, it's what you know something's moving here. Uh, you might want to take a look. Well, okay, I have a perfect example because, Ted, um, I'm glad I'm talking to you because I'm having this issue right now where, you know, where I live, we have these little green organic bins. And I, typically I like to keep it outside because they collect fruit fry, flies. But some little critter has been coming over and knocking it over and trying to eat the stuff in it. What kind of camera would I want to get like for that could work outdoors that could solve this problem that I could find a, a out? A critter camera? I, I think it's like a raccoon or something, but I need to verify what's going around in that area, my garbage. Um, <laughs> what, what do you recommend? Uh, one camera that I've used uh, that can work outdoors is the Netgear Arlo. Yes. Uh, so th- this camera is wireless in the sense that the cameras themselves work on batteries. So they connect to a hub that is connected to your router, but the, 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 the cameras, and they come in a pack of two, or I think there's a there's email that comes in a pack of four. It's expensive, though. Uh, I mean, it is pretty expensive by comparison to other, other units like this. But, but the flexibility is really interesting because you can, you can place it outside, and it's fairly, especially out west where you guys, it, it can withstand that weather uh, quite easily. And, uh, I mean, it, it, you can't, don't put it out in the rain, uh, but um, certainly because you guys aren't getting really, really cold winters, it can actually probably stay there all year round, or at least the batteries last about three or four months. And it has magnets in the back uh, that you can, so you can kind of latch it onto a, a magnetic surface too, if you want to. It's a, re- it's a really cool product, actually. Uh, it's it's funny, one of the ones I would recommend. It's funny you mentioned that, because that's the one that I've da- decided on, because I know Mike Agarbo uses Arlo cameras at his home as well. I, I love these things. They are the best thing ever. I you know the one problem I always had is you got to get power to them, right? So yes. you got to run you know a power adapter to them, and that really kind of limited me as to where I could place these things unless I wanted to completely wire rewire stuff. And I just love the fact that they they run on these uh, uh, special batteries, kind of like almost like camera batteries. They are camera batteries, uh, and uh, you know you're supposed to get anywhere from you know five to uh, seven months uh, of of life on them, but because there's just absolutely no wires, they come with little magnetic magnetic uh, cups that you can actually install all over the place. And then because the back is magnetic, you just kind of stick it on, and it is so easy to set up. I can look on my uh, my iPhone through the app anytime. I get all the alerts when you know I get motion, and it's just amazing. It is. No, they did a great job. Uh, Netgear did a great job with that product. And uh, and I know that they have an indoor one, uh, the Arlo Q, uh, that they've come out with as well, or, or Arlo Plus is it? I, I, it's one of the two. It's no, uh, they have an Arlo up. Q and a, I think a new one, Arlo Q Plus. Ah, see, okay, there it is. Yeah, so so they've come out with an indoor one, which is a, a, a standard, like traditional, what we would call maybe a traditional Wi-Fi camera, you know, where it can be on a ledge or something. 
uh, for indoor use. But the 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 regular Arlo is is the versatile camera, like you guys described for sure. Another one I think that you could use outside. You could get away with it. It's not as real. It's not as uh, durable, perhaps, uh, with with the elements outside. Is the Homeboy. Uh, this is a camera that on, it works. It has an internal battery. You charge it, but it only actually works it, when it detects movement. So the camera doesn't show anything until you actually want it to show you something, or it actually detects movement and then starts recording from there. So that's that, that's kind of interesting camera too. I, I've liked it actually. I've used it. It's not as good as the Arlo, but. Uh, it's a cheaper alternative. And, and that's the thing. Uh, I love my Arlo cameras, but uh, they're expensive. Yes. Uh, I think uh, the four-pack was 600 something. Um, so, I mean, you're paying a lot of money for these little guys. Are there some other, uh, you know, more inexpensive alternatives that, uh, you know, do a decent job? Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, the Piper NV is a pretty good camera. Uh, you know, that's originally also from a, an Ottawa-based uh, company, so there's a Canadian angle to that. And that that product is cool, not just because it does the night vision, which, I mean, they all do pretty much now, but it's also got, you know, temperature and humidity and, you know, it, it can measure, the, like, like the weather outside. Like, it's kind of – so it's got some interesting things there. The Nest Cam, which, of course, used to be the drop cam, uh, but is now owned by Nest, which uh, makes that famous uh, connected thermostat. That's a good product. But then the Totmo Welcome is also kind of interesting because that uses face detection, so the idea being that – It'll know all the different faces that come in. It recognizes them. Uh, like you basically have profiles for each person, and then when it's a face that it doesn't recognize, it tells you and says, uh, "Who is this?" Right. So th- there's there's different kind of ways in that they do the same thing. But there's there's a number of really really good options out there right now. And, and what kind of price ranges are we talking about for some of these other ones? I mean, you can pick up, um, I, I think, some of these things for under a hundred dollars. But obviously, the more you pay, you get some more advanced features. Yeah, I, I would recommend not really skimping out on this too much. I mean, you're looking at it, for, you know, from 150 and above is typical. You might get a li- might get lower than 150, but it's it's 150 and above is what I've seen typically be the range uh, for uh, for all these you know these various cameras. Ted, as always, uh, want to thank you for joining us on the show. Where can people find out more information about you? Uh, well, I regret the work on, that I do on my site uh, at, uh, sorry, that's ByTeddyK.com, and then Twitter is at ByTeddyK.com. That's, that's our friend Ted <laughs> Kritsonis, uh, independent tech journalist. Thanks again for uh, coming on. Thanks a lot, guys. Always a pleasure. When we come back from the break, it's that time of the week, App of the Week with Christina Stoyanova, so you'll want to stay tuned for that. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs, here on the Chorus Radio Network, back after this. You're back with Get Connected. It's that time, App of the Week with Christina Stoyanova. What do you got? An app. An app. <laughs> okay, something cool? Yes, yeah, something very cool. What do we have? Uh, well, I'm sort of in vacation mode, even though I'm technically not on vacation. Yes, but it's of course. Summer, yes. so I mean, I'm half checked out. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Great. So what do we got? I'm kidding. No, we have an app to help you get vacation suggestions from your friends. Oh. So you know how when you are going on a trip and you put it out there on Facebook or text message or whatever, I need suggestions because I'm going to Paris. Pe- people do that all the time on Facebook. 
Yeah, and it's a mess when they do it because everyone chimes in with their things and it's all disjoint. And like now that they've told you their suggestions, you have to go out and find them online and all of that. So this app simplifies that process. It's an iOS app and basically it lets you send out, um, you know, a link to a web form to your friends and they just type in their suggestions and then it will suck it back into the app and create a little map for you. So that's very cool. So you like email it out yeah. or send a link um, and it's a web form. Yeah. So anyone, and so if your friends like you, they'll fill it out. Yeah. And anyone can fill it out. Um, the app is iOS only, but Android users can fill out that web form. So your friends don't necessarily have to be on iOS. I love it. Right? That is actually cool. really cool. And what's this called again? It's called Flamingo, but with a Y instead of an I. Really? Yes, I know. <laughs> uh, but it's available for free on the, the App Store. Uh, iOS only? Yes. Cool. Thank you, Christina. That's all the time we have left for the show. I want to thank uh, Andy Burr, my co-host producer, and the rest of the Get Connected team, and, of course, Christina for her apps every week. Mike and Andy and Christina logging off. We'll see you again next time.